Hi, and welcome to East Coast Office Hours. It's a podcast that we do on Friday afternoons with a very special kind of energy uh, <laughs> that kind of our signature flavor, that Friday afternoon flavor that you all love. Uh, I'm your host, Mary Kay, and I'm joined as always by your other host, Danielle Riando. Hi, I'm the other host. I'm, a, I'm the eco host. Eco. Eco the dolphin. Eco. It's eco-friendly. It's, it's our special brand. Did you ever play Echo the dolphin? You know, I don't think I did, even though I have like a false memory of playing it. Oh. Do you ever get that with old video games that like you probably played something similar or you watched so much of like some your friend playing something mm-hmm. that you think you played it? I feel like I have that with Echo because I feel like I'm very familiar with it. But if I really rack my brain and think about it, I'm kind of like, I don't think I ever actually sat down with a controller in front of Echo the Dolphin. Well, you're lucky then. <laughs> um, because that yeah. game really fucked me up as a child. Oh, shit. It's really scary <laughs> yeah is it like i i know there's stuff about like secrets and aliens and all sorts of weird stuff uh is that what 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 scared you as a kid uh no because i didn't even get to that point um, <laughs> so okay yeah yes there are really scary aliens and there's like all kinds of weird shit uh about time travel and these aliens just like sucking up all the sea life into spaceships <laughs> And they look kind of like the aliens from Alien. But... Oh, fuck. <laughs> uh, no, it's it's scary just because you're playing... Like, the whole game is a water level. Right. The whole game is a water level. And it's not like you're playing a fish. Like, you still need oh. air to breathe. So you still have to, like, keep track of your, like, air meter. Which... I don't know. It was very stressful to me as a child. And uh, it's just an unsettling game. Like it has that Sega Genesis uh, twang to the music. Yeah. And it starts off with all of your friends getting kidnapped by aliens and sucked (laughs) up into space. And uh, it was just very weird. And now looking back, I kind of admire how weird it was. Like how like, just unlike really anything else it was. But at the time, I I couldn't appreciate it because I was too scared. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's fair. Like, all I can think of is the, like, really panic-inducing sound of Sonic about to drown whenever he runs out of air in the sort of chemical plant zone in Sonic 2. Oh, boy, yeah. Which is, like, a, a, a sound that I feel like makes my hands hurt. Like, I feel like a tingle in my hands just thinking about that sound and just being like, oh, no, Sonic is about to eat shit right now. Sonic is going to die. Sonic's going to die if I don't get this jump right. Oh, Sonic died. Uh, yeah, Sonic dying is still rough for me. Just any, <sighs> any kind of drowning. I love that Mario could never drown. Like, everyone's like, oh, I hate Mario water levels. But like, yeah, but he can't drown. Like... Hey. And he can still inexplicably throw fireballs underwater. So, like, <laughs> yeah. what's the problem? I don't like get it. Plasma? It's got to be some other substance. Like, he is he is throwing, is I don't it know. Like, napalm or something? Like, <laughs> maybe. It's like plas- volcanic plasma. 
It's liquid hot magma. <laughs> like, ah, uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Drowning yeah, he still games. gets fucked up from all the weird sea creatures, which oh, somehow yeah. looked more fucked up than the sort of land creatures in most of Mario. Well, that's like, true to life. I mean, if you go underwater, the stuff you'll see under there is yeah. uh, like, that shit's crazy. I don't know if you know about all this. I don't know. Do you know about the ocean? I, I know a few things. You know, ha, have you I'll heard tell about you this? this. I'll tell you this. I was born and raised in the ocean state. Oh, Rhode Island. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, uh, what, tell me tell me about the ocean. Uh, the ocean's all fucked up. You don't want to hear about the ocean. <laughs> I feel like a, an old mariner. Just like, ah, you don't want to hear about the, the ocean. Oh, the ocean the claims sea. my leg. The sea. A dolphin a once cruel mistress. <laughs> bit off me fingernails. Uh, someone was sharing a picture of a dolphin uh, mounting a tourist in Cuba, I believe, <laughs> recently. Uh, because dolphins yeah. are fucked up. They, they dolphins are. are just like, oh, you're petting me? Oh, okay, you want to bone down? All right, let's <laughs> fucking do it. Like, dolphins, can we please have some consent? Like... It's just bringing us back to Echo, right? Like, and Echo the Dolphin was inspired by, I feel like I must have talked about this on the podcast because it's (laughs) extremely my shit, but it was inspired by the work of this guy named John C. Lilly, who was a pioneer in dolphin research and then also in ketamine research. Oh my God. And also kind of maybe sort of went off the deep end a little bit there. Uh, Well, that's also a good, yeah. Yeah, well, so yeah. he was pioneer. He was like really into uh, experiments about talking to dolphins. Yeah, okay. And uh, he did that thing where they flooded a house and uh, just had uh, dolphins uh, live with people. Oh, wh- what? Yeah, um, they uh, they they flooded part of a house in a lab <laughs> and just like had dolphins. Uh, like live alongside people. Okay. okay. And he was trying to teach dolphins language and um, definitely uh, one of the people there um, did have sex with the dolphin. Oh no. Uh, okay. Um, I have a lot of questions. Also, they were doing a lot of LSD at the time. Yeah, I, I, that part I definitely kind of figured, uh, yeah. given the rest of the factors here, for sure. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Now, I know that it, perhaps this happened later, but I do know that there has been some like really promising uh, research in communicating with dolphins and having a sort of language, and I and I thought it was based on like certain colored like buoys and all kinds of cool stuff, and that always fascinates me like the way in which we communicate with animals like animals with you know higher brain functions basically and like how we have to kind of adapt a a more physical sort of variation of language to talk to animals so that's already like fascinating however Mm -hmm. how did i just can't imagine this sort of like research assistant email that had to go out like hey do you want to do a lot of acid and live with dolphins and possibly have, well, you know, relations with a dolphin? And like, that part who do you get? Wasn't, that part wasn't intended. 
Um, <laughs> sure. <laughs> and I think it maybe was like a little over dramatized, but okay. Okay. it was, yeah, it, it was a whole thing, you know, it was, uh, it was the sixties. Okay. Um, this also makes a lot of sense. People were, you yeah. know, they had like NASA funding. Um, wow. So that, yeah, people did really wild shit in the sixties and it's easy to like make fun of it, but also there was some really cool research done on LSD and other similar substances that like basically yeah. was lost or like suppressed and we're only now kind of coming back to it. Sure. Because Be- of war on drugs stuff, I imagine. Because of war on drugs stuff. Yeah. And just like, um, with LSD too, just, it was so like, uh, just like what it does to people. I think, um, it really scared a lot of people. And mm-hmm. there was, yeah, there was, like, all these reports of, like, oh, LSD makes people go crazy or, like, fries your brain and stuff. But, like, there has been more research on it recently. And, like, pretty much everyone in these studies who does LSD in a controlled environment, like, with um, supervisors there and, like, in a chill place, yeah. says that it was one of the most meaningful experiences of their entire life. Yeah. Um, which is wild. And we're only now like coming back to like, oh, maybe we can use this stuff to help people's brains. Um, Like there's also a lot of research going on on like MDMA assisted therapy. Oh, for sure. Which is going to take forever to get uh, approved by the FDA. But there's a lot of research that says that it helps. But um, probably because there's like a backlash to this stuff in the 60s and uh, we're only now uh, coming back to it. And then however many billions starting in the 70s and 80s that was thrown against. Uh, yeah, that definitely. <laughs> anything related to anything that is a drug. And uh, just like the really whole like swing racist. against the counterculture. Um, yeah, that too. In the 70s yeah. and 80s. And like this return to really conservative values. Not that they had ever truly gone away. but Right. Yeah, but as policy and as, uh, f- like, fashionable. I don't, I don't know how to put this. Like, the way that cultural movements are, quote, fashionable or, like, respectable um, is also fucked up and weird. But, yeah, uh, let people do things uh, that help their brains. That's, uh, that's the motto of Eco and Echo the Dolphin, I guess. I'm going to say Echo would be fine with research that helps people's brains. I'm speaking for Echo here. Let me speak wow. for the dolphin. I'm speaking wow. for the dolphins here. You speak, you're sort of like a Lorax <laughs> for the dolphins, huh? As I, speak, I speak for the Ds instead of speaking for the trees. Wow, uh-huh. that didn't come out right. That didn't, that didn't work well, <laughs> the way I wanted it to. Well, you know, it's fine. What other, there's so much fucked up <laughs> shit in the ocean. Like, you yeah. know those blobfish that a few years ago people kept posting pictures of where they're like all like deflated and like fucked up looking like, like jellyfish. They're called blobfish. They look like they have faces like oh, a really sad, oh, stupid yes. face. They look really sad. They look like elephant monsters. Yeah. yeah yes. Yeah. yeah. They look like that because, uh, they are deep sea dwelling fish that, yeah. um, because they live in such like high pressure environments, they don't really need bones or anything. And when they're brought up to a higher or like a lower pressure environment, they just like deflate and like their tissues all melt and stuff. So like, that's not what they actually look like. 
Um, oh, weird. Yeah, they just like fucked up like that because they aren't supposed to be <laughs> here. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like they look weird normally, but like here, I'll drop a picture. Yeah, um, they they have that sa- the big nosy sad face. Yes, but like that's not what they really look like. I mean, they still look fucked up, but sure. Yeah. Um, but it's just like the fact that they're meant to live down there. There you go. Yeah, he looks so sad, but it looks. Really? It looks kind of cute in the like proper pressure, like in yeah, the, in its natural habitat. It's ha- like habitat. a normal fish, yeah, kind of. Looks- I mean, it's normal for like three thousand feet below sea level, right? But yeah, and, like, I know. It's almost like this is what our flesh would look like if we were in the wrong pressure, uh, but the yeah. opposite, right? A much lower pressure environment. I mean, we explode if we go in a no pressure environment. Our bodies like. Basically, they do this. Like this is like yeah, from in space, uh, right? Yeah, exactly. From from point A to point B, kind of looks similar for for humans. We would be a big exploded flesh ball as well uh, if we are exposed to um, the the thing I've always been interested in. Okay, so mm-hmm, here's the mm-hmm, thing: mm-hmm. I always wanted to be an astronaut my entire little life. It I think it tracks being this much of a jock and a nerd. I feel like that goes to astronaut. Like it tracks pretty perfectly. Uh-huh. Um, and so I spent a lot of my youth researching space things. And a lot of it's still in my brain. It's still in there. But what was always interesting to me was how long could you survive that environment? Because it feels to me like there have been some accidents where people did survive a very low pressure environment for a little bit of time. And uh-huh. we're basically okay. And like many sci-fi shows have depicted things like oh, for a few seconds, this person had to go outside and, like, push themselves into the next airlock or whatever, right? Like, yeah. several movies, several TV shows, Farscape, famously my favorite show of all time, did this, and it seemed like it did it relatively realistically, but I would love to have, like, a NASA doctor here. Here's my pitch. NASA doctors, please come on this show and tell <laughs> me exactly how long a healthy human could survive and reasonably hope to recover being in a almost no pressure environment like how long do we live in that right well i think we can probably answer uh parts of that question yeah right um so i'm reading some stuff on this and um the problem is that you would lose consciousness pretty quickly yeah, almost certain. So yeah. here's what happens when you are in a low or no pressure environment is that um, the air in your lungs expands. Yeah. And it basically tears your lungs apart. So yeah. that's why you have to, if you, if you find yourself going into a vacuum, uh, <laughs> your highest chance of survival would be exhaling before you go in, which is counter to way. like every yeah. instinct you have. Right. But um, you have to. And... Um, you wouldn't explode like your head or eyes wouldn't explode, but um, water, the water in your uh, in your body would vaporize and yeah. uh, you would swell a lot. Your skin would stop you from exploding um, and uh, you would uh, get probably get some like bubbles in your bloodstream. And uh, yeah, you would be unconscious in like 15 seconds because okay. of lack of oxygen to the brain. And uh, that's the biggest problem with it. But if you're brought back, you can 
survive. Although, you know, anytime you, you're not getting oxygen to the brain, you're risking brain damage. So That's really, really interesting to me. So it's almost like, okay, vascularly, like your your physical like vessels. So like obviously you can hold your breath for whatever, five minutes, whatever the world record is. I have no idea, but a few minutes, right? But your heart is still working. But in this scenario, your heart is not still working as intended. Like it's not getting, physically pumping the blood into your brain, which is wild. Yeah, you can survive. I mean, I know as an EMT, you can survive uh, about four minutes. Like your brain can survive about four minutes without oxygen. Um, And at that point, you get into the four to six zone and then the six to eight zone, like in terms of minutes, in terms of like survivability and and how likely you are to be viable after that. Yeah. But that's just bananas to me from a biological standpoint. Like, oh, yeah, your heart's not going to work the way it needs to. Like your blood and heart, the pipes themselves are not going to work the way they need to. Yeah. Space is weird. (laughs) Just because like the air and the gases... um, that are dissolved in your blood are going to start acting differently. Right. Yeah. So I, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so I'm seeing this one story, uh, in the sixties, a guy accidentally depressured his spacesuit while he was in like a vacuum test chamber. Yeah. I've seen this. Yeah. And he lost consciousness after 15 seconds, sure. but then it came back at around 27 seconds when his suit repressurized. Yeah. And uh, so he, the last thing he remembered before blacking out was the moisture on his tongue starting to boil. Whoa. And then he lost taste for four days and then, but otherwise he was fine. <laughs> so it's I mean, like, I'm, I'm glad he was okay. <laughs> yeah. So it's definitely like under a minute. Like it's sure. Um, apparently they've done tests on chimpanzees, which Oof. was, it was in the sixties and sure. I guess hopefully they don't let you do these anymore, but yeah. Um, real. Chimpanzees survived like up to 3.5 minutes with no uh, brain damage. Wow. So I guess that also tracks for the tissue viability kind of stuff in, in terms of your brain tissue. So, yeah. 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 Space Damn. and the ocean are weird, fucked up places. <laughs> They're both kind of bad, at least really deep in the ocean. Obviously, like going for a swim seems to be okay. As long as there are no sharks. I don't care for it. I don't care oh, for no? it. Oh, no? Okay, no. all right. Um, I don't care for the ocean. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, like, mysterious. There's too much. I like the idea of it. I just don't want to be anywhere near it. Sure, sure. Because it's just, there's too much in there that I, I can't comprehend, you know? It is... It's the like seat it's a, of unknowable shit. It's effectively, <laughs> right? like, it's effectively space, but we know there is a lot of weird shit in it. Whereas space yes. is like, well, probably not, maybe, hard right. to say. Not that we know of. Yeah. I mean, in terms of human explored space, we've only, we've only been here in the moon, and that was 12 human beings. And we've never been anywhere else in terms of like actually physically being anywhere else. We have probes, and those are okay. But they can't tell us everything uh, necessarily. So, yeah. God, I would really kind of hoped by 2020 um, humans would be exploring space a little more, mm. like, you know, selfishly, so I could be an astronaut. Because I was never going to make the, uh, you know, the team uh, of, the, of, like, the right stuff. But, like, what about the B team? Right. You know, like, yeah, they, they got to like, have a B team. The next level. Like, hey, I'm, I'm pretty smart. I'm in really good shape. 
Uh, I, I'm good under pressure. Like, come on, put me on the B team. I, I don't have a fucking PhD <laughs> in math. But you'd put be me a on great the B astronaut. team. Yeah. I can, I can be a good B astronaut, I think, frankly. Uh, I can be like EMT astronaut. You know, like I could be the one running around repressurizing people's suits if they lose pressure. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. zoom around, do a little of that. That sounds pretty good. So, yeah. That's my pitch. NASA, both send us one of your medical doctors uh, for us and for uh, research for this podcast, and also make me a B team astronaut, please. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah. I guess uh, speaking of the job I, I have now, though. Uh, <laughs> oh, I, you don't want to talk about snailfish anymore? Oh, I do, actually. Do, do you have more uh, weird ocean shit? Because I'm all about it. Oh, I'm just seeing, um, yeah, pictures of other fish brought up that are just, like, inflated, and it's kind of sad. Um, it's honestly kind of fucked up, because this is as alien of an environment to them as the bottom of the ocean is to us and as space is to us. Like, yeah, this is a bad place for them, like, real bad. I'm, there's a fish that lives at um, 8,000 feet, or no, 8,000 meters, which is 26,000 feet. <laughs> Holy shit. Um, it's like half a mile. Yeah. That's just fucked up. <laughs> that is fucked up. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't agree. Um, <laughs> I, I disagree with this whole thing. <laughs> this premise. And then shit just gets really big down there, too. Because it's like, oh, there's like no predators or whatever, or there's like, it's colder. And there's like these reasons that, oh, uh, our producer is informing us that 26,000 feet is almost five miles deep. Oh, Jesus. Yes. Sorry. God, it's a mile is like 5,200 feet. That was, this is why I was not going to make the A team as an astronaut. Not a lot of math. But These yeah, fucking that's a lot. Giant isopods and Japanese spider crabs that live down there. I hate them. <laughs> I fucking hate these things. Like this, these spider crabs whose legs are like 12 feet across. No. God. You're not supposed to exist. Fuck off. That is nightmare fuel. Fuck off. That's like, what squi- that is. <laughs> at this point, squids and octopi, I'm like, I understand you. I respect you. I respect your culture. Yeah. Um, but like arthropods and stuff, I'm just like, no, no, I'm sorry. You're not intelligent. You're just like a fucking nightmare machine yeah. um, made of hatred. <laughs> Fuck so off. You're made of things I don't like. But I, you know what? I guess they stay down there yeah. and uh, we stay up here and um, they don't bother us. And we don't, well, I think we do kind of bother them. Yeah, we, we pretty much, humans are bad. Uh, for basically every other species, right? Like, humans aren't really good for We're not, any other uh, species. Raccoons. Are, oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. And, We're good uh, for raccoons. And uh, domestic cats. Yes, that's true. Uh, feral cats have flourished thanks to uh, domestication. Yeah. That which makes sense. Ma- which, in turn, is very bad for birds. Extremely. Yeah. <laughs> uh. I I feel a little bad sometimes uh, because of how much I love cats, but also I feel like no, my cats stay indoors, so it's fine. If your cat my, stays my indoors, don't do that's anything. That's great. Yeah. Um, but have we talked about this before? Because like, yeah, cats kill a lot of birds, y'all. Yeah. To the point They're where really some scientists have been like, "Hey, yeah. if we want to maintain biodiversity, 
we are just going to have to fucking kill a lot of cats, which is like the most unpopular. Like if you think getting people to care about or believe in uh, climate change is hard, getting people to agree to murdering cats is going to be fucking impossible. And like the alternative is like, well, we just have to like neuter them. The problem with that is like, if like a couple of cats, if you miss like a couple of cats, They'll make so They'll many. They'll just rebuild the population. <laughs> like, it's hard. I'm not I'm not saying that I support killing cats, but like yeah. you gotta I mean, this is a serious problem. You should, uh, we gotta Yeah, think no, about it. it's it's not it's not great. I mean, because if you think about it, that's their fucking their whole deal is that they started getting smaller and more friendly towards humans because of granaries and mice. Like mm. they just wanna come and eat little little critters and they're so fucking good at killing and even though they're the cutest creatures in the entire universe are cats they think about murder all day like they dream of murder they dream of murdering small creatures um it's uh, i also like can't think about killing cats or i will i will uh i will let's not think about that be very upset i love my cats probably more than my own life I'm not gonna lie, they are they're so good and cute. <sighs> anyway, uh, this is the environmental podcast called Eco. Uh, we're eco warriors, you might say, uh, or at least eco-minded um, people. And uh, we also uh, work on a website called Fanbyte.com. Uh huh. <laughs> like I said. Uh, it's the job I do have, uh, as opposed to being an astronaut or an environmental scientist. Fun fact about me, I actually was accepted to college as an environmental science major. Uh, but immediately, like, as of day one, starting up was a psych uh, major and then picked up a philosophy major. So, more fun facts. Um, Merritt, was there anything you worked on on our fine website this week that was especially interesting or exciting? You know what? This week has been such a nightmare for me. I've been just like moving and not had AC. Oh, like I have been just like dying of heat most of the week. I got AC last night, thankfully, and um, <sighs> uh, yeah, um, yeah. You know what? I mean, and like I wasn't really on any podcasts because of the heat, and then also like Verizon people coming at bad times. It was like a whole yeah. fucking thing this week. Yeah. Um. We uh, what did I even do this week. Oh, we published that uh, piece about Sonic Foods. Yeah, I was gonna say there there was a very comprehensive, a very comprehensive list of all of the Sonic Foods that have ever existed by Sean Itchison, yeah. and uh, there's a lot of them, and there's some it, weird it's ones. So much. Let me there's bring up so some of these. Um, let me bring up. Siri, can you bring up the list? <laughs> can you bring up the list? <laughs> Siri? Siri? Thank you. Siri, um, are you there? <laughs> so there's weird shit just like, you know, there's things you would expect, just like drinks. Uh, this doesn't include fast food things that are just like branded with Sonic because that would just make it twice as long. Um, yeah. So it's just like specifically Sonic foods. There's like, okay. This is uh, one of my favorites. 
there's a game called Sonic Jam. Yes. And there is a jam called Sonic Jam. Oh my god, are you serious? Yeah. Um, <laughs> good. Very, very good. Uh, I'm glad that a, exists. That's a good There's bit. these little Sonic cookie heads, which I remember reading about like this the picture that sean used is like from a magazine and uh i'm pretty sure like i remember reading this like i don't know if it was like a dreamcast magazine or what but like yeah um there's uh that's something something called sonic or joy 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 polis yellow snack what what it's just in a box and like no one knows what it is wow um there was, oh, yeah, there was the Hooters uh, thing that they did in Japan where uh, oh my God. they uh, promoted Sonic Forces in Hooters, which was that, interesting. Yeah. That's a lot. There's listen, a lot to unpack there about listen, animals and boobs. I just and go forces. to Hooters <laughs> for the Sonic merchandise, okay? Exactly. They just have really good Sonic merchandise. Uh, did you know that, sorry, I, I don't want to derail. I just wanted to mention that there was a Hooters video game. And it's like a terrible sorry? racing game. There's there's a Hooters racing game. <laughs> it was like on the PlayStation 1, I think. Um, how, no, no. Hooters Road Trip is the name of the game. How do I not know about this? I'm it's looking a, this up now. It's a real gem of a game. Oh my god, 2002. I would have thought like 1996. But so, no, this is <laughs> This is the Wikipedia article is I would say uh pretty slim reading. <laughs> it was one of the last games released for the original Sony PlayStation. Uh let me see, can I get a can I get a big picture of this cover cuz I have a feeling this is going to be really scary to see yeah it's um it, they the women on here don't look uh I don't, I don't know they there's definitely like i would say a blow-up doll quality the car uh, yeah to the art so yeah. we're, we're looking at this if you want to play along at home just search hooters road trip cover <laughs> and um yeah the faces are well first of all it's there are the two mouse. women yeah well all these women appear to have identical faces they have um <laughs> They have that that uh, that syndrome from uh, that one comic artist who just copied from porn and just every woman he draws has the same face. Yeah. But they do have that. Like the the their face is just like the same, but it's been like turned. It's like it's like been tilted in Photoshop and then copied and pasted. Yeah. And um, they're sort of just standing on the. I kind of figured that they would maybe be driving but I, I think the premise of the game so I, I believe I watched a let's play of this on the oneup.com like when they had like a bad games show they definitely uh -huh. played this game and I think the premise is that you are whoever and you are driving across the country from Hooters to Hooters so that you oh. are like uh, sampling the fine goods uh, uh -huh. of different Hooters uh, and they definitely like shot scenes uh, in the wrong areas. So there'd be like a woman wow. who says, "Welcome to 
Georgia, y'all. And there'd be like an Arizona Hooters oh my God. sign behind they, her. I can't believe they would besmirch the integrity of the organization <laughs> like this. <laughs> Truly. Okay, wait. So I'm reading the back of the box. I don't know why I assumed you'd be playing as like the Hooters girls because I mean, that would, would, that would be like weirdly progressive almost. <laughs> but uh, right. So the back of the cover says, gas up and buckle in for some good old full throttle action as you bust out on a white knuckle rally race across Hooters USA for the ultimate prize. A chance to kick back with the fun loving Hooters girls of Hooters USA. I I don't really understand how this. So as best I can tell. You win a race and then get an FMV of like a Hooters girl being like, welcome to Hooters. Yeah. I think okay, that's bye. what it is. Yeah. This and they're is... and they're in the wrong states. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. The, oh, some of the yeah. selling points of this game are Hooters girls and then hard cross country drive in. And you gotta then muscle your way. My you gotta personal muscle favorite. Your way. Oh, yeah. Garage full of smoking rods. Oh, yeah. Like, you couldn't say hot rods. Smoking <laughs> rods. You got your smoking rods ready for your Hooters road trip. I, I fucking. Oh, apparently also one of the features is total control radio, where you can blast some tunes from Hooters rocking presets. Now, I, I need to know what the soundtrack to this game is. Like, is it just. Uh, like it can't have licensed tracks. There's like no fucking way. Right. <laughs> uh, Hooters Road Trip soundtrack. Okay, yeah, because like there's they would list that, right? They would say. I think so. Okay, yeah. No, I'm I'm going to a site called Bad Game Hall of Fame. Good, good, good. Yeah. And uh, let's also, see. Also, this what... is a Ubisoft game. I just have to throw that out there. What? Ubisoft published this game. Okay, they didn't make it though. No, no, no. This is from Hoplite Research. Okay. So here's what Bad Game Hall of Fame has to say about the Hooters soundtrack. Yeah. Bidding for a game so woefully generic, the soundtrack consists entirely of stock music, courtesy of the Boss House Music Company. The eight included tracks are generally of the interchangeable rock variety, with some bluesy influences sprinkled over a couple for good measure. They are at least decently fitting as background music to a racing game, so the developers can't be faulted for their selections. A particular amusement to me personally is a track titled Let's Get Away, the name of which only serves to remind me of the far superior Let's Go Away created for Daytona USA. Sad to say, but these boss house boys got nothing on Takenobu Mitsuyoshi. And the problem, apparently, with the biggest problem with this game is that it doesn't do anything with the Hooters license, which like, yeah, if you're going to do that, like do the make, Burger, Burger King thing and like uh, do Sneak King. Make the cars boobs. Why didn't they just make yeah. the car like rolling uh-huh. boobs? Like, here we just, go. You could do that. Um, I think probably what it was is just like just a really shitty racing game. And then they got the license and yeah. were like, um, it's Hooters now. <laughs> and they went <laughs> to their local Hooters. They had these actresses, waitresses, sign, like, maybe a release form. And uh, shot some video of them saying, Welcome to 
Georgia. Welcome to whatever. And like, that was all they added. I like, no doubt that's all they added to their Cruisin' USA clone. <laughs> that like was five years too late to even be Cruisin' USA. Um, yep. I, I want to say here, I'm going to, I'm going to put it out there. Uh, there have been times where I've wanted a uh, fan to make a game, like a bad game in like a day. Like we just take a day and we do a game jam together and make uh-huh. like a bad Mario Kart clone. I'm almost wondering if we should make a bad uh, Hooters road trip game. Uh, maybe perhaps without the Hooters license, uh, but a, a, a just a bad racing game from the 90s. Maybe yeah. maybe the inspiration, you know, will uh, will strike one day. Um, but yeah, that's sorry for the derailment. I know you were you were talking about Sonic food, and I just I, I couldn't get it out of my brain that there was a Hooters game once upon a time. No, I um, this was a a really uh, interesting path to go down. Uh, now, <laughs> did you do you want to talk about something that you did this week? <laughs> sure. um, Well, you already heard us talk about The Floor is Lava, uh, which I still can't get out of my head how weird of a fucking show that is. But that was fun to podcast about. But I also actually wrote something this week, which doesn't happen all that often anymore, which makes me a little sad. But I did uh, did write about the ambulances in The Last of Us Part 2. I finished The Last of Us Part 2 this weekend. I really liked it. Uh, I think it's a lot like Alien Isolation, actually. I think that's, like, the closest parallel in this type of game that I've ever played uh, in terms of, like, both thematic stuff and also being, like, wildly overlong, even though mm-hmm. I really like the thing itself. Uh, but, yeah, there is a, uh, a really interesting sequence. I guess these are mid-game spoilers for anybody who cares about that, but whatever. Um, you have to find some medical supplies, and they are the type of thing you would never find in an ambulance, but they're in an ambulance. But it, it's cute. I'm like, all right, it's fine. It works. And it's like all kind of a prelude to a really horrific, uh, but interesting looking boss battle. Um, so it's all kind of like, oh, this reminds me of bad calls on an ambulance. Like, while this might not be realistic, it is uh, realistic in terms of, of tone. This is what it feels like to be on a very bad call uh, when you have a, a really horrific monster interrupting you in the back of your ambulance. So... It was kind of fun. It was like a micro-review that I ended up writing more than a micro-review worth of stuff for. But I had fun with it. I enjoyed it. I also, uh, I briefly touched on this on Fan With this week, but I didn't tell you this. Uh, This weekend, I witnessed a, like, actual fucking miracle um, where I saw a, uh, a car that was fully flipped over completely all the way upside down. Uh, and it had hit six other cars and there were no injuries. So part of this prompted me wow. to like, yeah, it was truly one of the wildest things I've ever seen without injuries. Like I've seen accidents uh, that looked pretty bad. But usually there's there's people who are pretty fucked up from it. And this was like, no, everybody was fine. It just looked really, really wild. So I guess that put me in the headspace to write this little, this little piece. But yeah, that was fun. Uh, I enjoyed writing that. And uh, yeah, I guess we're moving on into next week now. We're, we're making it happen. We're going into the weekend yet again. Yeah, which I'm pretty happy I about. I guess so. Yeah. Uh, were there other uh, items uh, you wanted to talk about before closing for business? Uh, no, I think I'm, um, 
think I'm basically good. I um, yeah, just getting ready for our raid in Destiny tonight. Yeah. I'm gonna show some of the other fanbite staff the uh, this end game content where you fight um, a big uh, man who is in love with you. Oh, good. Yeah, I don't know how much you know about this, but um, there's a character Next in Destiny nothing, Two yeah. called. Um, who's the exiled emperor of basically like space romance. Okay. Um, okay. Who was overthrown uh, by like a militaristic uh, government. And uh, he like saw some darkness at like the center of the universe or something and knows that like, it's just going to devour everything. And so his whole thing is like, he just wants to be the last person alive. Um, but okay. also, he's, like, in love with your character um, because you've, like, because you beat, like, the, the militaristic guy who, like, overthrew him. And uh, he's the boss of this raid, kind of. It's sort of spoilers. Um, turns out that you fight a robot and not actually him because he doesn't <laughs> really have a body anymore, I don't think. But... He writes fanfic about you, essentially. Like, oh there's all God. these lore drops where he's just like writing like fanfiction about like, oh, you will be at my side at the end of time, and <laughs> like I will tenderly kill you, and then I will die, and like, um, and like you'll betray all your friends wow. for me, and all this stuff. And it's like one of my favorite parts of the lore of that game. That sounds amazing. Actually, is like yeah. this big emperor battle toad guy is just like <laughs> fucking obsessed with with your character. That's truly wonderful i everything i've heard about the lore from that game makes me smile it's um yeah good. it's it <laughs> yeah. sucks sometimes that they don't like um work it more into the game itself and there is kind of this disconnect but yeah it, yeah bungie's good at writing this stuff yeah it it, it sounds like a delight <laughs> like a real delight is this a, a stream that people c can watch on fanbyte is and we'll Yay! probably archive it um yeah so uh I, I don't know if this episode will go up before the stream i mean it might i think it will actually but yeah even if, even if not it should it's going to be archived it should so be archived watch yeah. It. yeah so um i mean if you're hearing this before uh 5 p.m eastern <laughs> on friday uh july 10th then hop on over to twitch tv slash fanbyte and uh if not then just uh go to the site go to the fanbyte and we'll have a uh a vod for you yeah people can watch it either way uh so that's exciting i'm excited to watch it i haven't watched any destiny in a long time but i am excited to uh witness this as i do the the rest of my work for the day so that's pretty cool ah <sighs> well I think with that, we're probably about ready uh, to close office hours for business. So please do be sure to rate and review our podcast because it helps us so very much. And we really do appreciate it. You can listen to everything, uh, all seven of our podcasts uh, at fanbyte.com slash podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at Fanbyte Media, Instagram at Fanbyte, TikTok at Fanbyte, and of course, fanbyte.com. You can watch all of our good streams, including today's, at twitch.tv slash fanbytes. And thank you again to Jordan Mallory for producing this show. Merritt, where can people find you online? Uh, I'm at Merritt K. Amazing. Amazing. I'm at Danielle R.I. And I thank you all for <laughs> just for listening, for being here, for helping me get through another week. And 
On that note, office hours are now closed for business. Bye.